0: excited to have justice Wright as my co-host
1: nice to be here
0: justice is a senior at lowell high where he's a a uh, and student he's been coming to the boys and girls club since he was 12 when he moved here from oakland california he is a dancer singer model aspiring actor multi-talented and uh, he's recorded songs has multiple uh, music videos he's performed for 100 people at dance for peace he's actually also M- mc dance for peace he uh, performed at our auction, the Lantern Festival, other other places in, in town. Always getting uh, great reviews. And uh, he's worked as a peer leader here at the Boys and Girls Club. Also at the um, Lowell Community Health Center's Teen Block Program. And he also uh, uses his voice to speak on social issues such as uh, racial profiling and um, anti-violence. So really thrilled to have you with us today. Thank you. Happy to be here. So you, the career that you're interested in... Um, is entertainment yes sir how did that come about for you
1: um well ever since i was younger i've always kind of enjoyed watching tv seeing all like the kid actors and like musicians on tv and i always like wonder like wow like that can be me one day like that looks fun like oh i can do that but like my biggest inspiration was like watching michael jackson growing up so yeah
0: And when did you transition from, like, that looks cool? Because lots of kids say, that looks cool, or I want to be in the NBA, or, you know, I want to be Michael Jackson, to actually starting to perform and to record music and to dance in public, those kind of things.
1: Well, I've always, you know, been saying, you know, that looked cool when I was, like, a kid and all. Like, I've always just was that type of guy. I was like, oh, that looks cool, but am I going to do it? Like, I've never really, you know thought about like actually taking action until last year is when I started to take everything a lot more seriously because I feel like that's something I can definitely go far with and be successful in if I just work really hard and put
0: my mind towards it so your two jobs that you've worked um most recently one was here at the music clubhouse with the boys and girls club and then helping to play and dance for peace over with uh teen block when you look at the experience you had in those two jobs how do you see those things applying to your future career in entertainment
1: um, well, Starting with Boys and Girls Club. Obviously here at the music clubhouse. Um, I wanna make music. I wanna like be a musician and express my feelings to music and having the studio here gives me the opportunity to do so. Like provided with the equipment and the staff that really know what they're doing, like when it comes to this kind of stuff, like Julius, Ava, like how they've kinda already got a taste of like the industry, and they're able to give me advice and help me so I can take that advice that they give me and apply it in my work. And with low Community Health Center, um, just talking and meeting new people, learning new people skills, learning how to deal with people is just a good thing to have, just being social. So I think that helps me a lot as well.
0: Now that you've had a couple of jobs, what advice would you give to a high school student who's about to have their first job.
1: Um, Some advice I would give to a high school student that's about to have their first job is to listen to your boss. Because you may think you know it all, but you don't. So you just need to sit and listen to what they're telling you. Because they were in your position. You were never in theirs. So, Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's great advice. Although I will say bosses out there, make sure you listen to the staff too, because there's a lot of things they know that you don't necessarily know. But I will also tell you that, you know, I've been doing youth work for 25 years and I still learn new stuff all the time and I need to keep learning constantly. So, uh, and listening constantly.
1: And there's also, there's never like, there's always more room to learn something new. So don't think that, you know, enough. you can never know
0: enough. Great advice. That's great advice. So today's guest is uh, DJ Pup Doug. His his, uh, slogan is from Pakistan to LA to Boston. Been with iHeartRadio for 20 years, 17 of them here in Boston. And uh, currently he's on over 100 stations worldwide. And uh, he also DJs with many celebrities and artists, uh, most recently with Sean Paul. So thanks for being on the show today. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome to my studio. (laughs) We appreciate you
2: having us. Yeah, of course, man. Let's do this. So I'm going to hand you off to the man of the hour, Justice Wright. Justice, what up? Nothing much. How are you? All right, man. It's first time in our building, huh? Yes, sir. You like it? I love it. I love yeah. it.
1: Um, I got a couple questions for you. What's up? Talk to me. All right, so the first question is, what got your career started?
2: Uh, DJing. Just loving music, DJing. Um, you know, I was that kid in um, back in junior high and high school that people relied on to bring the music. I didn't have the turntables back then, but it was just, you know, knowing all the music that was out and what people would get down to and saw that I had a little niche for getting the crowd going and kind of ran with it. But DJing is like definitely the the biggest thing.
1: That's dope. That's dope. But when you started out as a DJ, like, did you know, like, that's what you wanted to do or were you doing other things during that time?
2: Uh, no, definitely doing other things. I was still in school very young. Um, just DJing was a hobby. Uh, I was actually, you know, after high school, I started working at the bank. I was working at Burger King. I think I was going to go into the more of the financial world. And then um, I was DJing one club one time, and a radio guy was in there. And this was before the internet, so I didn't know what the guy looked like. Mm. But when he told me who he was after I did my set, he was like, "Yo, you rocked out. You should come do a set on my radio show." show. I was like, "Who are you?" You know, <laughs> like because again, it was not there was no. I didn't know what the person looked like. So once he told me who he was, I did a guest spot on his radio show. That moment when I walked into that radio station, just like your first time, never knew what a radio station looked like, what inside looked like and once i rocked out on air for the first time i was like this is what i want to do for the rest of my life
1: yeah so was that your first gig what was your first gig
2: uh gigs were i was uh doing a lot of indian parties you know like i'm i'm pakistani so a lot of asian parties were you know i was doing a lot of college parties That's dope. um i wasn't in the clubs that much but then at that moment i didn't want to get uh put into a box as an indian dj mm-hmm. cuz i was all all i was doing was like a lot of indian you know, parties and stuff like that, like house parties, college parties, whatever it was, but it was 80% Indians. Yep. So I didn't want to get put in that box as an Indian DJ. So started kind of getting into the clubs a little bit and doing non-Indian clubs. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I kind of branched out a little bit.
1: How did you get your stage name?
2: Uh, so DJ, obviously the DJ is what we do. Pup is short for Papu, which is the nickname in my house. Um, Muna is my older brother. It's Papu and Muna. So... My name, my real name is Kareem, but growing up, uh, there was a lot of Kareems in my group, and you know when we played ball and stuff. So just to differentiate, me and my brother have never called each other by real names. It was always Papu. So playing ball, all his friends shortened it up to Pup, like you know, pass the ball, Pup, Pup, Pup. Yeah. And then the DJing part, um, the dog was. I grew up in LA, so the dog Pound, Snoop Dog, right. Nate Dog. It was just like the littles right now. You know what I mean? Like the little tekkas, little everything, little bow-wows and everything. At that moment, was everything was dog. Yep. So DJ Pup Dog just kind of worked.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool.
2: That's <laughs> kinda, cool. It, it flowed.
1: And how did you narrow your focus on just like becoming a DJ? How did you like, you know, maintain staying focused and all that?
2: Uh, just the love of it, man. It was, uh, you know, you, I was working a couple of the jobs. Like I said, I was working at Burger King. I was working at the bank um, during high school. I was also playing ball. But music is what I knew. I knew that I was going to be tired, but this is the hobby part. So this is the fun part. I was working those jobs to buy records. Like all the money I made was to go and to get a collection up. Um, all these not. records you see behind me, these were all records. These, this is a picture of my old wall.
1: Are you serious? Not the
2: whole thing. They took like six frames and then we plastered it. Wow. So, you know, like to get that kind of collection before you became in radio, I wasn't getting anything for free. So you have to buy your records. Yep. Um, so the only way to make money was working. And then the gigs weren't, they were just, the gig money was to get more speakers and more lighting or whatever, you know? Yep. But the day-to-day was to buy records. Yep.
1: Wow. Now, I know you, you're a big DJ and you tour with a lot of celebrities Yeah. and what's your favorite part about touring what's that release?
2: oh same reason why i got into it the crowd control the you know the the stage just being able to be a puppet master when it comes to when you when you drop a song and the reaction and jumping around you know what it is you 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 work in the business yeah. you know what it's like when people just got all eyes on you and you just yeah. got that stage you know what i mean There's that that drilling in it of just let's go yeah <laughs> you know
1: it's good. Like, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, Like, during this time, did you have, like, a mentor, like, before and during, like, your come up of, you know, becoming, like, a big
2: DJ? Um, So, right in the beginning, I'd, I would say the guy who brought me into radio, his name's Eric Kubici. He's one of my, my guys, still one of my mentors right now. But as a DJ, it took me a minute. Um, I, I, you know, I was kind of doing things on my own. People didn't know who I was at the time, even in L.A. And then the Beat Junkies you know, started seeing what I was doing. They were a big DJ crew in LA and, um, ice and melody kind of took me under their wing and Hideo RIP to him. Um, they kind of took me under and started showing me how to beat match. And, you know, in the West coast, we do a lot of beat matching. This was before a few years ago, maybe about 10 years ago. Now East coast was very dropping records and talking over records where West coast was beat matching. There was no mic it was all like literally mixing. Oh, yeah, I know. so so that's how, that's how I learned the beat matching out there. Yeah. But yeah, those guys. Shout out to the beat junkies, man.
0: Justice actually came from Oakland. Yeah, oh, you did? From oh, so you from the West? Okay, yeah. cool.
2: Yeah, and there old, was no talking on the mic. There was no cracking the mic, and you know, there. yeah, they, we yeah. actually mix records.
1: And also, um, okay, so what are the pros and cons of being with a company versus being independent?
2: Um, being with the company and independent, I mean, it's just this business, you don't make any money for a very long time. You just got to do it with passion and then eventually it'll connect. You know what I mean? I mean, you see a million here right now too. He's one of our guys. Um, you know, we kind of tell them that you, it's a hobby that you're, you're not doing construction. You're not outside in the cold and stuff like that. So you're not financially, you're not going to get there right away, but, um, the, you know, again, we, we play music all day. I'm in this studio all day, you know. I talk to you guys all day. I talk to, you know, we were just talking to Joe about it. these kids come in here and they get excited about talking to somebody that they hear on the radio. Like, so that's our payment. Um, the pros is definitely iHeart, massive company, massive radio company. So now with the, how radio have gone has gone, I'm like on syndicated on so many stations because of technology. Yeah. I can be in so many different markets at the same time. So that's the pros of it. The cons of, you know, um I don't I I don't see that many cons in it. I now for my, my level, I, I love every minute of it.
1: As you should. <laughs> yeah. As you should. Um what's some advice you would give a team like me that's trying to get into the entertainment
2: business? Man, you gotta learn how to do it all. Uh I've said that from the jump and that's why I, I think I'm in the position I'm in is you know, if you if you if you're an artist, know how to, you know, be an engineer, know how, to, know how to produce, know how to, you know, like save down and be able to do ad libs and all that because everything costs money in the beginning. Yeah. You're going to have to pay somebody or actually have a ride or die who understands what you're going through and is going to ride with you. But if you know how to do it all, you know, Russ is one of the probably the biggest examples in the most recent. He was a do it yourself kind of guy. All of it. Production, mastering, everything because you have to pay someone to master it. You don't got the money yet. So learn it all.
1: Yeah, because at the Boys and Girls Club, you know, we got DJ Money and all. And every time I ask him for advice, and he tells me, said, you know, you have to know how to do it all. You got to learn how to do it by yourself. Yeah, you know, just hearing you saying it, like I know, like it's like it's real. Like you got to do it all in order to, you know, be successful. And yeah,
2: and the tools that everybody has right now too. Like there's so many tools out there, even just YouTube tools. You know, like Google how to like how to master a record. I mean, it doesn't have to go from zero to one hundred. You you learn as you go and then you'll find your clinks and how to how to get better at that kind of stuff. But there's so many tools that we didn't have. Even DJing wise, you know, I didn't have the YouTube tutorials that I even go back we you know, my cutting and stuff like that. I mean, I'm a radio DJ. Yeah. You know, I like will I go and battle on a turntable? Like, you know, do battles? No. But I can kinda keep up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's not what my focus was. But I do look at videos and I'm like, Oh man, that's dope. How do they yeah. chirp like that? How do they, you know, I still teach myself every day i'm still okay. learning something every day
1: and where did you learn how to work like all the equipment that you know
2: just doing it man uh you know at, the, at a younger age it was easier because i didn't have the financial commitments like now i got the house cars you know people you know relying on me but so i used to be in the garage 10 12 hours without even thinking about it after coming home from school and work being in the basement till four o'clock in the morning just practicing juggling and I we still end up catching ourselves doing that sometimes in here you know not as much as we like but it was just practicing practicing you know the 10,000 hours yeah have you heard that so like you know to get to that was you got to every minute it's got to be you know when when those 10,000 hours it's not like time it's every minute to get to that 10,000 hours
1: and throughout your time of DJing what was the lowest point in your career and how did you deal with it
2: Man, bro, when I moved out here um, from L.A., a place where I knew everybody, meaning I grew up there. So my friend circle was my friend circle. I've never not had friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I came out here and coming into an industry where I came from L.A., the number two market, thinking, oh, you know, I can be part of a dope team out here. Yeah. That first two years, man, people did not like me. <laughs> I didn't know how it was like not to be liked because I didn't have, never had that. Right. Yeah. You know, people in the building were, you know, why are you here kind of deal. Um, I was selling mixtapes to to make ends meet, and you know my culture it 's a little different. We become doctors, lawyers, you know like that 's what so selling mixtapes on the orange line was not part of like you know it was you know it it takes a hit on your pride kind of deal like this is what i 'm doing to survive. I had to sell twenty mixtapes a day wow. to get a hundred bucks to be able to keep this expedition I had, which is a car because I didn't want to drop down into a smaller car because if I go from an expedition to a Toyota or something like that, no disrespect, but you know, going into a club is like, Oh, he's not doing that good. He must not be that good. You know what I mean? So you have to play the role of like, images, everything. Yeah. yeah, That you're still doing all right, you know, but man, I was, you know, the, I would stay at my boy's place, I would, you know, in some ways, like sometimes i would be like, tears would be my eye. Like, what am I doing? Why? I could just be at home in LA with my family and, Be fine. Go get a nine to five, but it's what I wanted, you know. So it was tough. That first two years, the transition was tough. I didn't know anybody, and they didn't like me (laughs) because they didn't know me.
1: Yeah, you know. Oh, oh, what's up?
0: You know, uh, Justice said image and everything. One of the things I'm really proud of what Justice does is um, through Dance for Peace, uh, which is uh, one of the largest teen events in the city in Lowell and some other things. He's emceed that and helped plan it where um, last year he his music video created was around uh, racial profiling and those kind of things. So he really speaks his mind around social issues and those kind of things. Do you ever find that um, you know you have your persona and you have a corporate backing that there are times that you're um, that that can become a challenge that you might have something that you're passionate about on the social level um, that conflicts with what you're trying to do here or do you find you can merge hard topics like that um, with what you're doing day to day? Um,
2: I I would speak on more of it. Yeah. With the, with the platform that we're on, we're definitely told we're not supposed to speak on political issues. You know what I mean? Just because that's not what people are coming to us for. Yeah. um, And I don't know much about it besides right and wrong. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? When I see something that's not right, I, I speak about it and you know, I won't, pick size. I just know there's situations that shouldn't be happening. People shouldn't be caged up. People shouldn't, you know, it's, you know, it's inhumane. That's, I just know what's right and what's wrong, what I feel and the way I was raised. You know what I mean? So can I go a lot deeper? Probably. Do I have a platform to go a lot deeper? I do, but I don't because I'm not educated enough. So I'm not going to speak from the left where I'm going to make my company look bad, myself look bad when I'm not that educated on whatever the, bigger, bigger issues are. Will I go out there and support whatever I believe? Yes. That makes sense.
0: <laughs> it makes a ton of sense. I just know there's a lot of times, it's, it's, like you said, people are coming to you for entertainment, not necessarily the other yeah. things. So I'm just curious about that because I know it's something that Justice is really passionate about and, and does a great job with. We
2: we do get a lot of, like, you know, people will, you know, when we do talk about you know, I'm not a big gossiper when it comes to being on air. I do like interviewing artists and what they come from and what they what they have gone gone through in my shows. But there are some times where you know, the ASAP Rocky, you know, like you know, we we report on him where there's a lot of bigger issues we could be talking about. But again, nine out of ten people are coming to us for give me the hottest music. Yeah, that one person who wants us to be a little louder is not coming to us for that, but are going to be. Their volume is loud enough on social. We're like, really? That's what you're gonna do? you're gonna talk about Kim Kardashian when this stuff is happening around yep. the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we gotta kind of separate that.
1: And also, like, when you're DJing, do you ever feel like intimidated by other DJs when you're like performing sometimes?
2: <laughs> yeah, I just came back from a um, a cruise I did a couple of weeks ago. It was literally all DJs and programmers, like radio programmers. So. In those kind of environments, yeah, like, <laughs> Cause everybody's just watching you, and yeah. they're good at what they do too, um, so I do get intimidated, even like money, you know, I, this kid is good, he's a really good d j you know, and I think we all wanna make our peers proud all the time, you know, like he looks at me probably a certain way, like where I'm at, and I look at him, and I see how he rocks, and he 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 motivates me too, you know, I think we all kind of motivate each other, but at the same time there's a little nerve wracking when there's yeah. people critiquing you right there and there, you know, yeah. like I could do it better or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. It goes both ways.
1: <laughs> and also, do you actually know Trey songs and ASAP Rocky?
2: I know Trey, like my two
1: favorite artists. So,
2: ASAP yeah, Rocky. I don't know personally, personally. Mm-hmm. I've met him a few times through the industry. We yeah. know of each other, but Trey songs. Yes. I've actually toured with him before. Um, he has a couple of, I'm actually going to drop a project too. So he's got a couple of records on my wow. project. Um, he's actually one of my good friends in the industry. The guys that are actually up on my wall have a real close tie-in with me. That's yeah, why I've they're noticed. on my wall.
1: So right here, the Party Next Door, Not Nice record. Yes. It was presented to you. So like, did you like produce that?
2: No. So I actually was one of the first people to ever play that record. And then it actually nationally went to a certain degree. Um, and they gave me props for being one of the, guys, the leaders of it. And then I also DJ for the OVO guys. So I, um, you know, that's more of a, a personal like thank you. All these are thank yous. The Khaled, you know, I've been, me and him, he's actually one of my biggest mentors, been my mentor for 20 years. Um, you know, he's an inspiration to me of where he came from a radio DJ to what he is right now. Yeah. He, he comes from the radio world. So that, that plaque right there is, is only if like maybe 10 of those are given out. So it's nice to be part of that one. That's impressive. Akon was my first artist that um, I broke in radio by myself. Wow. Um, and then he took me on tour, and then I had a couple of artists that he actually ended up signing um, under his label. Wow. Yep, J. Cole is another one back here, one of my yeah, first artists too. before anybody. And Young M.A. up there, lover to death, but that just fit there, so it kind of worked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was about to say, like, it kind of just like ties it all together. Yeah.
2: It was that little space up there, and she gave me the, the the small one, so I was like, all right, cool, let's put that up there.
1: <laughs> but, yep. You got to get yours the...
2: up there soon, I heard. Soon, I hope so. You, I hope. You will, man. You just, just got to go for it.
1: With the advice that you've given me today, if I just work hard, stay focused, I, I can achieve it. Yeah. I really feel like I can. I just put all my faith in God that I can do it. There you go. One day hopefully I'm back in here with you and you know
2: you're interviewing me. Yep. <laughs> we will. We'll definitely make that happen.
1: But this is all the questions I have for you today. Thank you very much. No,
0: thank you, man. So I've got a few uh lightning round questions for you. Yes. Um is there a tool that you found most helpful over your career that uh that you go to, like you go to uh the
2: turntables. <laughs> <laughs> uh besides the turntables, just again, like I told um just just learning it all, man. Like, yep. uh, I came from the turntable world. I saw where radio was going and I literally, they, in LA, they were wanting me to focus on just my hour set that I was on late at night. And I was like, no, I see where radio's going. So I started learning everything. Now I run the station. I'm the, I'm the APD assistant program director, music director on air. I manage the mixers. i mentor. Um, so I just learned it all.
0: That's good. Just like the nonprofit world and other duties is assigned. You yeah. got to be able to do it all. Got to do it all. Yep. The other day I was up on the roof yeah. <laughs> in the rain, you know. Um, do you have a uh, favorite quote or phrase that you go to? Uh, yes. Actually, right
2: in front of you, that book, I write it every week on Monday mornings. My, my, note, my daily note sheet. It's actually every week on Monday. I, before I write anything on my daily, I wrote, don't just show up, make it count. That's awesome. And that's in every week because I see it every time because just showing up is not enough anymore. No way. you got to make it count. You have a few minutes of your time at this thing and just got to make it count. So that's my every week, every day. I look at it literally every day as I do my work.
0: It's a great reminder, even when you're already successful and, and at the top to, yeah. to, to keep doing that. Um, and do you have a resource or, or, or um, like a book or a website? I mean, you mentioned YouTube before maybe that um, – you'd recommend to somebody in Justice's role kind of starting out to I, to use?
2: I love um, a lot of uh, documentaries. I'm a big, I don't watch TV. Me
1: too, I love documentaries. Yes. I love them.
2: So like DJing documentaries, coming up documentaries, even artists, I'm watching the Meek Mill right now even though it has nothing to do with what Or it's about Free Meek Mill, about what he went through with, yeah. you, know, you know, again, what we talked about, like, you know, using your voice. But documentaries, man, I learned so much from the past and where where we are right now. Even when it comes to where hip hop came from to where it is now, to you know, yeah. post Malone going, Fat Joe was his reason why he got into hip hop. Or for wow, me, I didn't even know that, right? But for me, it's like, yo, really, just Fat Joe. Like for me, it's <laughs> back in Run DMC times. You know, yeah. everyone has their different times, so it's good to see that perspective. Documentaries is definitely real life documentaries about music is. That's great. It's a lot yeah. of knowledge. Yeah, you're you're an artist right yes definitely look at like you know like the tlc watch like the tlc documentaries yeah. the Aaliyah documentaries just because
1: that's was the chris brown one yesterday okay good pretty dope
2: you see them after they become superstars not you per se but like people they don't see the the how long it takes yeah. you know and i could tell you all day someone else could tell you all day but when you actually get it in your yeah. head to understand that it takes 10 years to become an overnight celebrity yeah you know
1: Cause they don't see, they think it just happens overnight, but they don't see like the working behind closed yeah. doors.
2: When I made it on air here, man, the people that, you know, that were riding with me, they, they went with me, but the, the new ones like where did this guy come from and you know, like who is he like, Oh, he must be, you know, kissing butt somewhere to get this. It's like, you don't realize what I did for seven years yeah. with no kind of pay to get that, that shot, you know, yeah. but it's okay. They, they don't need to understand that you do. you know what you went through, Yeah, you know what I mean?
0: That's great. So the, the last piece we want to do is to have you um, ask Justice a question about what he might get if he was starting out and wanted to, you know, came to the station, you're yeah. the assistant program director. He wants to, to get, in, get his foot in the door. What's a question he might get in a job oh, interview? Oh, wow. <laughs> what is your, what's your goal, end goal?
1: My end goal? So I always say this, if I ever do become famous, my fame would be used to help people. Like I want to help like a lot of people that want to get into the industry
2: right now I I don't know you like that but just getting your your vibe in here I believe that I you you had that energy of like I could already tell that you're a good dude and you want to help some people appreciate it yeah Yeah. um I mean that's definitely one of the biggest questions because then you can we can help you get to that yeah you know if you just said on air cool there's no end goal you know what I mean because on air you can be tomorrow but then what what are you gonna do after that so
1: like especially like where I come from like me Moving from Oakland to you know the well, Boston Oakland. area, Where um, are you? I don't really know, uh-huh. but I lived on Grave Street. I don't know if you know what Grave Street is. Okay, that's in no. Oakland, but um, so I lived there, and I moved here when I was you know twelve, 10 and thirteen, mm. and just coming from that type of environment, a lot of gang affiliation going on over there. And then just moving to Lowell, and Lowell's a very small town. Like not a lot of people, you know, like come up from Lowell, and like just me, if I ever become, you know, famous out of low, like I can put like low, like on the map and a lot of people low, like I can encourage them to know that, oh, this catch him low. He can do it. If he can do it, then so can I. Right. So yeah, I just want to be a role model.
2: Good. like that. That's a, that's a great intro right there, man.
0: <laughs> and he already is a role model. A lot of our kids in our music clubhouse and the boys and girls club in general yeah. and, uh, and in the community, he does a lot over at Team Block as well. So we're, we're really proud of Justice. Nice, Thanks. man. Thanks so much for, for being with us today, DJ Thank Pump you. Doug. Thank you. We appreciate the time and you dropped a lot of knowledge, so we appreciate it.
2: No problem. We'll go get Thank a tour you. now. <laughs> to check out the whole building.
0: Yep. Yeah, let's do it, right, man. Right.
2: Justice, Pup Dog. <laughs> let's go. Joe. Thank you.
0: So, Justice, that was a uh, pretty great experience with DJ Pup Doug. Yes it was I had an amazing time. What surprised you the most from his uh, his advice or, or or what he talked about?
1: What surprised me the most about his advice is that all the stuff he was telling me I've already heard from others but I never really took it as seriously because, you know, they weren't DJ Pub Dog so <laughs> that's why. So I thought it was pretty cool, you know, just hearing his experience and like him just giving me like some really good advice. and Like,
0: wow, like I'm so grateful for that. That's awesome. Um, I I think that uh, one of the things with all that advice is, was there anything that you would pull out, something that you can take action on right away, that you could say, okay, this is something you talked about that I can start doing soon to start doing the work towards a career in entertainment?
1: Yes. Um, How DJ Pub Dog was saying how, like, in order to be in this industry, you have to know a little bit of everything. So... When he said that, that just gave me you know the mindset to just you know just go just do it like start learning new stuff, like with engineering and stuff, like just learn everything that has to do with the industry as well as marketing, like business and all that, just get into it, so it'll help you a lot in the long run
0: uh, after after the interview d j pup Dog was kind enough to kind of give us a tour of the whole studio and all the stations they have down there um do you have any takeaways of seeing how the, the the business operates of having you know all those pieces under one roof or you know he introduced us to a lot of the folks that do a lot of the behind the scenes work was there do you have any takeaways from from that part of the tour and that part of the uh wasn't necessarily part of the podcast but part of the experience oh uh, yeah
1: um him giving us that tour it really showed me that like it's really not just one person that's doing all of this like they have like a whole team behind closed doors. Like, the the whole operation, they just had people working and working so they can, like, maintain, like, being on top. And, like, it was pretty cool just to see that there are a lot of people, like, in that industry that, like, work with him and, like, they know him. I thought that was pretty cool as well.
0: So after the interview was over, you know, we had an opportunity to talk with DJ Dog for a little while. And then he played a couple of your music videos. How did you feel when he was playing that music in his studio and, and watching the videos and his head was bobbing?
1: Oh, oh yeah that was really cool because like it's like wow like a celebrity like somebody that's like a really big dj is listening to my music right now and i felt really you know like i was like wow like wow like i'm so excited about like as i'm talking about it right now and i think it was pretty cool and that's something i'm going to remember for a long time and hopefully he could be playing it on the radio to provide you some motivation
0: yeah <laughs> the um I was really impressed by how much time he took with us as well. It was, uh, that was that was nice. It was just doing the podcast was great, but then he took another hour or so afterwards just to, to share everything with us. So I take it that you're still interested in a career in the music, uh, music industry? Yes, sir. After hearing from him, do you still see your direction being fairly similar to what it was before? Now you have a better path to take, or do you think that, you know, did it point you in a little bit different direction? Oh,
1: definitely it pointed me in a very different direction. To just change, you know, my mindset. Because at first I was like working, but now like I really got to work, work. Like there's a difference between, you know, working and working, working. So now I'm going to have to start working even harder, 10 times harder. Because, you know, there's like a lot of kids that like want to be my position. There's always going to be somebody that's working even harder than I am. So I have to work, you know, 10 times harder than they're working. That's great advice. Because there might be one justice in Lowell, but there's a thousand justices all over the world that I'm competing against and I just got to work really hard and I know I can do it.
0: We know you can do it too. We're really proud of you. And, um, thanks for taking the time to be my co-host today. Thank you. It was fun. All right, everybody until next time club love. Peace. Great Futures podcast is brought to you by the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Lowell. Special thanks to this episode's guest, DJ Pupdog, co host Justice Wright, and executive producer Joe Hungler. Editing and production done by Phoenix McKinley, cover art designed by Xavier Holman.